Ready, set, go! I am an EV owner, sort of. Welcome to the EV Diaries. This is the place where we discuss EVs in small town America. I am Ben, and the next chapter on the ongoing EV saga is beginning now. Or at least, I'm in a transitional phase. To recap, last Monday, minutes after picking up my mini from the transmission shop, I was struck in the rear passenger wheel, bending the axle, and deploying the side curtain airbags. The insurance company is now the owner of my Mini, and I must admit, it was a sad moment when I closed the door for the last time after retrieving all my personal effects Friday. I thanked her for being such a faithful friend as I recalled some of the adventures we had. I grabbed the little Mini badge from the, the leather cover that kept all the owner's manuals together, and I closed the door. I returned to my rental car, and I sat there for just a few minutes. I swear I have never been so heartbroken over saying goodbye to a car. And I've had several cars that I absolutely enjoyed, but nothing, nothing has impacted my life like this many did. I will never lose the love for that car, but it is time to move on. I've received several well wishes and suggestions from many of you, and I thank you. I can tell that you all are car buffs and EV fans, and you're empathetic to my situation. And I, like I said, I got several great emails and instant messages, DMs, and uh, I appreciate it. But I was reminded in an email from Barry of one solution that I overlooked because I had been distracted after the Mini E was announced. And you see, I've been trying to shoehorn the Mini E into my life, although it only partially made sense in my situation, but that doesn't mean that I will not own one in the future. I called Mini after the accident to see when I could test drive a Mini E of course, I uh, called many of Cincinnati. Um, they're the closest, biggest dealership. There's also many of Knoxville. I did not call them, uh, and they, they may have already had one. But anyway, I could not get a Mini E until June. They're, the pre-orders are being delivered right now, but the actual having them in the showroom won't happen until later this year, and I just couldn't wait. One of the episodes I did a long time ago, we were talking about major things to consider when looking for an EV, and I broke it down into three categories. Does it fit my needs? Does it fit my budget? And does it fit my lifestyle? Let's look at these. My car is for commuting. It's not for road trips. We never took the Mini on road trips. My car is from, for getting me from home to work and back which is about 70 to 100 miles a day, depending on what my day looks like. I knew that I need to operate my car between 20% and 80% state of charge to help keep that battery health. And my rule of thumb has always been 
or at least this is what I've picked up on and this is what I've adopted as my rule of thumb, is one and a half to two times your daily commute is about the range you need. So for me, I need 150 to 200 miles of range. Of course, the problem is with the Mini E, the EPA rated it about 110 which the initial reports based on the European testing was 150 miles. That's why I got really excited at first. And then when the EPA came in at 110, I was distraught. But then I started figuring out how I could make 110 work. And since I have the charge or the option of charging at work, I could make 110 mile range work. Um, wouldn't be convenient, but... I could get by with a smaller battery because I do have that option to charge at work. If this works out the way I anticipate, I may be able to trade my new car, to be revealed momentarily, for a Mini E at some point. And the Mini E may become my second EV. Also keep in mind, I will probably be retiring from my co-op job in the next five to 13 years. I realize that's a broad range. I'm shooting for five, but we have to see how a few things play out and what my next phase of my work life looks like. But if my EV, if the new one that I'm about to get can last the next five years, not only will it save me a lot of money, it will prove that city cars can function in small town America with a little forethought. And you see, that's my whole thing, is I believe EVs belong in small town America. We can take advantage of our lower utility rates. We can help save the planet, if that's your thing. We can save a whole lot of money just because they're cheaper to operate and cheaper to maintain. And... If you can find one to suit your needs, there is no reason why you should not give an electric car a try. So the next thing to take into consideration is, will this car fit my budget? God, I hope so. Actually, I did um, wind up financing the car, which, as we've discussed, is a big sticking point for me. I really like paying cash or buying something I can pay off quickly. Um, I should be able to pay this car off early. I bought it used, so I'm not getting a tax credit. But I should be able to at least get uh, a tax credit on half of the level 2 charger I'll put in my garage here soon. Um, the car did have less than 10,000 miles. The battery was um, still has 5 years and 90,000 miles of warranty left on it. Uh, the rest of the car got a year and a half or so, but you know, it's a used car. That's uh, about as good as you're going to get. I paid more than I wanted to. I wanted to be less than $20,000. Paid a little more than that, but I did so because of the low mileage. I mean, come on, it's got less than 10,000 miles. I'm not sure what insurance is going to cost, but I'm estimating that I'm going to save about $200 a month in gasoline alone. But we will see how that pans out. I found the car on myev.com and I purchased it through Carvana, which this is a whole new 
learning experience. It's being delivered to my insurance office next Monday at 11 a.m. Now, my insurance company said that they would not insure it until they look at it, and then Carvana will not drop it off unless you have insurance on it. So that was the logical solution was meet me at the insurance office. So I'm sure you're curious to know what I bought. I am the proud new owner, or I will be Monday morning, of a car that fits my needs, fits my budget. My new-to-me EV is a 2017 Protonic Blue and Frozen Gray BMW i3 with the range extender. I am confident that with charging at work, I can keep it on battery 95% of the time. Plus, with the range extender, I don't have to worry about being stuck on the side of the road. The car has an estimated 90-mile battery and an additional 90 miles of range from the range extender for a total of 180 miles. I've lauded the fact that this is the only plug-in electric hybrid that had a big enough battery. You see, for me, most plug-in electric hybrids have a battery of 50 miles or less. Some, like the Kia Nero, only has like a 26-mile battery. Sort of the opinion, well, what's the point? You're not really taking advantage of what an electric car brings to the market. Those batteries are what makes an electric car important and economical. So why not maximize your battery and minimize the gasoline? But, like I said, on some of these cars... That's, you know, we, we put a battery in it, and we'll put a plug in it, and you'll have this warm, fuzzy feeling because you're driving a, uh, quote-unquote, electric vehicle. But, you know, and nothing nothing against hybrids. I mean, they're, they're a step, but I've always said I want to see the bigger batteries, less gasoline, and at least with the i3, I've got that big battery. I've got the battery that I need, or at least that I think I can make work. We'll, like I said, we'll, we'll find out. We're, this is going to be a big learning curve over the next couple of weeks, I can tell you. But anyway, if you're going to make a plug-in electric hybrid, come on, let's make a big battery with a small gasoline backup and not the other way around. The i3 was one of the original considerations when I started looking at replacing my Mini back in September. But I was looking at 13 and 14 year models and you know some of the early models had some issues. I was definitely looking at the range extender because before I started the podcast I did have some range anxiety. Now after this grand experiment that is the EV Diaries I have talked myself into this place where I don't have range anxiety, not as far as it goes from commuting back and forth to work in an EV. And think about it. I went from needing a 150-mile to 200-mile range out of a battery to I was going to accept 110 in the Mini E, and now I'm going to figure out how to operate with just 90. And, you know... It is the i3. It is a very unusual looking car and 
if you remember way back when, when this podcast first started, I was looking for something that had a little panache, a little bit of style. And I have to say, this I-3 will stand out in the crowd. This is a new beginning. Well, next Monday is a new beginning. And it's going to be a new adventure. So I can say I am almost an EV owner. The next two weeks are going to be a big learning curve. I know that the car's got uh, different drive modes, and I want to explore each one of them. I do want to run the battery down to where it does change over to gasoline, just so I can see what that's like, so I can experience that, so I know that it works. I want to experiment with different charging levels. I've got to figure out where I'm going to charge here at work, and it's I'm just I'm excited. There's just so much to do, so much to learn. And I do have the range extender as a safety net. So if I make a mistake, I, at least I won't be stuck. And the good thing is, because of my Mini, I know all the tow truck drivers in the area by name. And I've got AAA on speed dial. So the next question, and, uh, and this comes back to, does this car fit my lifestyle? I've got to figure out how I'm going to charge the thing. <laughs> of course, I'm expecting that it will have the... Level 1 EVSE with it, but now I'm looking at that level 2 charging station that I can put in my garage. I've already contacted my electrician. I'm going to get the the, uh, NEMA 1450 plug. I think that's what it is. Um, I'm going to have that installed this week, and I'm looking at chargers. The next episode... We will talk about uh, some considerations that I'm having for chargers, some things that you might want to consider if you're considering buying an EV and you're going to be charging at home. We'll, uh, we'll get into that a little bit next time. Click that subscribe button. The EV revolution is here, and I am going to miss my mini, but this should be a fun ride. <music>